The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. He's back. You may have heard that Kimmer is back and his new home is Extra 106.3. Download the Extra 106.3 app to listen to his podcast right now. This is the Morning Extra Tug, Rhino, front office Lowe's and Flounder, and we welcome the Word Tornado. Oh, I can go eat. The Word Tornado. It's, oh. Hey, what, what is hey, up, boys. Cam? How are you feeling? Hey, man, happy Friday. Let it rip. Anything goes. Hope you're all doing well. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. What's in, going on? Indeed That's it how. is. You know what? We're, we've been talking about uh, the queen a little bit. And look, she seemed like a very nice lady, but uh, I don't hold her in any high regard. I, I don't understand the monarchy. I'm not interested in it. I just I just have nothing for it. He said, God F the queen. <laughs> I did not say that. Oh. Well, I, you know, I I feel the same way personally, but I, but I do. I mean, I every time you see you know a royal wedding or the pomp and circumstance and the beef eater guards and the people trying to make them smile at, in front of the kid, you know, it's, it's just it's just, it's charming. It's uh-huh. old world. It, I mean, honestly, I think it uh, it's nostalgic and historic. And I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I, you know, that's the way they were raised. That's the way they were brought up. Their culture is way different from ours. They didn't have a, you know, a Vietnam '60s and '70s protest things like we did in America. It's a whole different, you know, culture the way they were all raised up. But I'll, I'll say, for example, um, I thought this was very touching. They mentioned last was watching Fox last night on the news, and they mentioned that uh, on the the day after 9/11, when we got hit uh, 9/11 in America, the next day. The queen uh, at the uh, at the palace at the changing of the guard or the official ceremony had them play the American national anthem, and it turns out that the that ceremony had not been changed or altered for six hundred years, and the queen did that to salute her former colony uh, the day after 9/11. I mean that, that's touching to me. That you know, and, and again, you know, what, does it mean anything to me? Well, you know, I live my life one way or the other anyway, but. See, you know, things like that, I think, are important. I think, you know, you, you look at this, the old Swiss guard. I mean, you know, who, who needs it? But again, it's, it's what they are. I, I kind of like it. I don't, I mean, I'm sorry she's gone. Hell, she was 96. You know, well, they're looking for the cause of death. She was 96. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> a lot, lot of things take out 96-year-olds. And let, let's, let us, let's, let's talk about the old guard, Kimmer, because uh, a man in Bernard Shaw, I think about when, when CNN used to be, the, the gold standard where we all watched it yeah. and we all went to it for our news. That man was part of a golden era, and, and obviously losing him I, I think really harkens back to back when that network was the top cream of the crop. It, you couldn't beat it. Well, I, well, I came to Atlanta in 1972 out of uh, graduate school uh, from Michigan State. And came, and I'd never been in the South before. I mean, I'd been here, but I'd never lived in the South. So I came here in 72 and I worked at radio here in Atlanta, and one of the first guys I met was John Holloman, uh, and he he was a good old Southern boy, you know, and he just he talked like a Southern, and he was just he was so friendly and nice. Uh, and Aubrey Morris, who was the news director back then, these old Southern guys who just took me under their wing, uh, got me my first bowl of grits, you know, and stuff. And, and John Holloman, I remember. I mean, 
and, and John Holloman uh, couldn't have been nicer. I mean, he, he he made sure I understood where the tape editing things were. I mean, he just he just he was just really really terrific about it. And then as a and then he went to work for CNN. And I remember watching at home when John Holloman and Bernard Shaw and these guys were watching the bombs fall. And you could I mean I remember the video. I I, I mean I'm getting all tingly thinking about it. We were watching history that had never been done before. There, th this was a 24 hour round-the-clock news network. Who ever thought that would work? I mean, think of back in the day, everybody said, oh, you got to be kidding me. Well, anyway, I mean, you know what happened. But again, I, I remember uh, it was it was fantastic watching live a war. I mean, in Vietnam, they called the living room war because that's when they played all the highlights on the news and people having their dinner around the living room uh, after dinner and so forth. But, but, you know, CNN was live coverage of the war. We were watching the bombs drop to attack, you know. So, I mean, it was, it was astounding. And I remember John Holloman describing everything. And then, uh, and when, when I was reading the articles about Bernard Shaw passing away at 82, no jarhead, Marine, um, and it reminded me, and they mentioned John Holloman uh, also was one of the guys over there. And I remember uh, John Holloman, and this, I, 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 was, I was heartbroken when I read about how he was killed in a car wreck going around a corner, and he was probably reading and typing and writing something at the same time. He just, he was one of those guys who was just always doing stuff, you know what I mean? And I felt so bad that it was a horrible accident that took him. I mean, I remembered all those days when he was so nice to me when I first came to Atlanta in 1972 and how I admired his work. And remember the Scud Stud back in the day? Uh, oh, Arthur yeah. Kent. Had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and, and so you know, I look back when with Bernard Shaw's passing, and he was a he was a very straight laced guy. Not much got to him. Although you know, uh, two things. Um, one of the things he's remembered for. And some of the coverage today is uh, during the uh, the presidential debate, and he was uh, with uh, Dukakis uh, in 1988. Dukakis and, and uh, W. Uh, George W. Bush, uh, and and his question to Dukakis was, uh, uh, "You're an opponent of the death penalty. However, uh, what would you want to see happen if someone raped and murdered your wife?" Mm -hmm. And I th and I remember when he asked that question, and Dukakis was he, Dukakis was such a freaking liberal, stupid idiot. <laughs> He's the same. I mean, he's the same numbskull who showed up in a tank wearing the helmet, thinking, you know, never laughing. I mean, that. you remember that video? That was the downfall of him. Yeah. Well, I'm just a, a doofus, you know, just a yes. complete doofus. And so Bernard Shaw, Bernard Shaw said, uh, Mr. DeCocker, sure against the death penalty. What would you say? If, uh, how would you want to be treated with a man if he raped and murdered your wife? Mm -hmm. And Dukakis goes, uh, well, Bernard, I think first, uh, first of all, I've seen, uh, seen, uh, seen, uh, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, what you should have said, you idiot, is I'd have ripped his freaking throat out, Bernie. Yeah. And I'm frankly, frankly ticked off at you for asking the question like that. What a horrible thing to put out in the public about somebody raping and murdering my wife, yeah. who happens to be a public figure now. I mean, I, I was outraged, but it was a great question, but it, it didn't lead to what it should have led to. It should have led to a confrontation, and Dukakis, if he had any testicles at all, would have slammed him <laughs> for it. And, but it, again, it was a great event that never happened, you know, because because Dukakis was such a numbskull. But again, it was Bernard Shaw. I mean, who? I wonder whether he talked about whether he asked that question, whether he came up with that on his own. I mean, you know, just the whole thing about it as, yeah. as a media guy, I thought was really interesting. Uh, and by the way, I'll do one more side. <laughs> I know you want me to shut up. I'm no, so you're all good, man. <laughs> no, we're all eating. The other thing, the other thing I, was, <laughs> I, I was thinking about, remember when, uh, when, uh, when George Bush's uh, vice presidential candidate, uh, who spelled potato with an E uh, on the end of it, uh, was a, a debate with the with 
with the old fart running uh, against him for vice president, uh, I've got my, I'm doing one of those name things uh, because I'm, I'm senile now. The, uh, um, uh, the guy who said, uh, well, I, I knew John Fitzgerald Kennedy. He was talking about his age, 43 years old. Whatever. I knew John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And, Senator, you are no John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And, and, and everybody stopped there. And, and what he should have said in response was, you're the same kind of guy who would tell the teenagers to get off your lawn, you grumpy old fart. That's why you'll never be president. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it was a perfect opportunity for him to, to come back with a with a great line, making fun of what an old fart he was, you know, yelling people on his lawn or so, you know. But again, these missed opportunities. And I guess the media guy, I thought it was going to go. Anyway, yeah. I, I, this is a long way from Bernard Trump. Is the name Lloyd Benson? Lloyd, yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd Benson. Benson. Yes. Uh, ben, yeah, Lloyd yep. Benson. Yeah, Lloyd yeah Benson. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> The Kimmer joining us here on The Morning Extra. He joins us every Friday at 7.30. You can also listen to him on Saturdays right here on Extra 106.3. And, of course, download the app, and you can listen to the Kimmer Show podcast at any time. Kimmer, did you watch some football last night? Did you watch the Bills? You know, uh, you know, I I, I almost forgot. And uh, first of all, how, why would they start the NFL season on Thursday night? I, I, you know, I, I guess I, you know, what do I know? But it just seemed to me, you know, Thursday night. Nobody likes Thursday night football except people who like to watch it. But the players hate it. The coaches hate it. It screws up the schedule. I, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, but so I don't know why they started at Thursday night. But they did. So I I I tried to tune in to see what the whether they were going to play the national anthem or whether everybody was going to sit down or whatever. And uh, and this happens all the time. And I guess it's forgivable. However, have you noticed when they play the national anthem, almost all the players are when they're when they're singing it or playing it, they're they're rocking back and forth. They've got their hands on their helmets. They're adjusting their stuff. They're excited. They're breathing hard. They're, you know, they're paying no attention to the national anthem. But the staff members all have their hands on their hearts. And, yeah. and just, you know, it's just a little thing to me. How you know, you know, for God's sakes, you know, act a little respectful during the play. What is what is it? A minute forty seconds for God's sakes. You got to rock back and forth. You couldn't do that in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, come on, man, stand at freaking attention with your helmet off or and your hand on your freaking heart. That's what it's for. For a minute and a half, you can do this. You, you know, the, you know, these are the same guy. You know, poor babies. Oh, uh, 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 you're crying about everything in the world, and you can't respect the freaking national anthem for once. And then the other, well. I don't mean to get so grumpy and angry on a beautiful Friday morning, uh, but, but you asked for it. No, no. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, but the other, the other thing was, um, and, and the girl who sang it, you know, she was, it, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, I, I'm an old fashioned guy, so I don't like when they start warbling too much, you know, but anyway, it was, it was beautiful. She was great. And he was beautiful. But da, da, da. And then the, the freaking rock, the rock comes on to scream something about, I mean, I tried to write it down and I'm not even sure what the hell he said. Uh, it was like uh, the rock intros the game saying, stomp your feet and it's here, it's here, wow. And, and nobody did it. There was no reaction from the crowd. Everybody was like, and finally the guy said, well, here we go. I guess we're starting now. I mean, it was the most, and I thought the rock, the rock could kiss my foot. Remember what the rock did? No, I'm serious. The rock can literally kiss my foot. If I know he wants to going. come for me, I, I'll give you my freaking address. And I may die, but you're going to know you, you you did it to me. This is the same guy who, as far as I'm concerned, was a traitor to his country during the presidential election mm. when he called people like me. Who, I mean, I'm not a huge Trump fan personally, but I love what he was as president, and I definitely voted for him. And he and he and he, he belittled and and and, and insulted 
uh, guys like me because of our uh, because we voted for the conservative and he he put us I mean he lied about us he slandered us he did everything he could publicly uh, to condemn uh, everybody and, and and elect that uh, president who showers with daughter uh, you know the brain dead potato head who stayed in his freaking basement to become president and boy don't you think people are regretting that now but again the rock did that he used all his uh, celebrity influence uh, to condemn and slander people who voted for Donald Trump so he can kiss my foot as far as I'm concerned and when they showed him on there screaming and yelling and nobody paying attention to him I laughed and changed the channel how about that Kimmer we now have 19 days now that we've had the ruling out of Louisiana where Big tech and this administration, they're going to have to turn over the emails uh, between the administration, between Dr. Fauci and big tech to find out how much censorship was there. And I'm wildly interested to see what we're going to find out. We know there was censorship. Now we get to actually see what the censorship was. Yeah. And, but again, you know what kills me? And the whole Hunter laptop thing, too. I mean, at some point, all this has got to become public. I mean, if, if, as soon as we change the politics of leadership in Washington, it's got to become public. But what kills me is they caught the guy who lied to the FISA court. Again, the FISA court's the most secretive, important court in America because it's the one court that allows Americans to spy on Americans. It's an incredibly important, powerful secret court that either should be disbanded or changed entirely. But anyway, the FBI guy went to them and changed the documents lying to the FISA court in order to get the whole fake Russian collusion going and the you know the Hillary's and Podesta people you know to slander Donald Trump and to prevent him from becoming president and it was an FBI guy and they caught him and he he had the emails they got all this stuff nothing happened and he's defending him. His lawyer says, "Oh, well, it was just a mistake. You know, it's no, no big deal." I mean, it's, it's, he got away with it. He's not in jail. How about how about Peter Strzok and, and, and uh, Lisa Gummy Bear? Those people are still, <laughs> you know, hell. Peter Strzok's now on uh, what CNN or MSNBC yeah. as, a, as an as an expert. He's a guy who he was he was he was a seditionist. He tried to overthrow the government. He was in charge of, of developing a coup to prevent Trump from ever. I mean, I can't believe this. And they're still held in high regard. No big deal. I mean, I, I don't think I. I, I mean, Biden should be impeached. If they get Republican control in Congress, he should be impeached the first day and every freaking day for a list of all the things he has not done or done. Yeah. And, and, it'll, and that's the only way is to get them back is to make their lives miserable. It's get back time, revenge. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're driving in the car listening with the children, I am not a role model. I'm just a guy. I'm just me. You sound like Charles you know, Barkley all of a sudden. You, you have absolutely no, you know, you don't have to pay attention to a word I'm saying, but I'm not changing. These people need to be shamed and, and, and outed and, you know, every single day make their lives miserable like they did to Donald Trump for four years every single day day and the media was yelling and screaming at him and everything else it's time to turn the tables revenge get them back so they never pull this again listen to the camera on demand on the extra 1063 podcaster tomorrow kim you got the best of the uh camera show podcast at noon so plenty of camera to go around and you always get them on fridays here during the morning extra god bless you brother thank you boys have a great weekend Super five Hoorah, i gotta go you're killing me look out <laughs> what a roll what a roll that is i love it i i i, I just picture him taking the mic away from his face and just running around the house three times 
That's as, it. As he's as he's talking, just yelling, he's, he's, yeah. he's still buzzing. He's just yeah. like, he's like, okay, put the phone down. That's right. Take three laps. Got to calm down. That's right. I got to got to settle my nerves. Got to get my heart in check yeah. and uh, get my. Uh, well, I always tell you, like when you work out, you have to cool off. Yeah. Like he gets off the That's air, right. you got to cool off a little you bit. Cool down. I put all these carrots in this water in this thing, and I eat the carrot. I don't like it as much as all talking about. Blah 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 blah. No matter what he's talking about, he's just word tornado. I love it. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.